0: Welcome to Panama International Church Podcast, your church, your podcast. In this show, we believe that the Bible is the Word of God and is useful. So we want you to use the Bible for your daily life. But even if you are not a Christian, please don't feel that you are out of this conversation because that's precisely what we want. We want conversations that everybody can participate in. Amen. And for that reason, I have you know the honor to introduce the new co-host of this podcast. Ale, Woo-hoo. please welcome Ale. Ale, can you say a little bit about yourself?
1: Yes, my name is Ale. I'm Mexican. I like tacos, mariachi, and my husband. <laughs> <laughs> That's
0: a very good list. And in this podcast, what we usually do is have a conversation about a topic with people who have different experiences. They are not just experts. This is not a doctor. A doctrinal study is just a conversation and in this episode we want to talk about dating you know mm-hmm. particularly for millennials and gene c or generation c but if you are you know a little bit older or a little bit younger than that don't feel out, out of this conversation <laughs> we are going to talk about things that also are applicable for you and for that reason, we have Alcides and Amanda. Alcides and Amanda are the leaders of the Inflection Ministry at church, where young people from 18 to 35 Correct. gather together, usually not just to listen to the word of God, but also to like to hike Correct. a mountain, <laughs> to have activities for young people. So, Alcides, Amanda, can you introduce yourself a little bit?
2: Uh, yes, uh, my name is Alcides. Uh, I've been attending uh, Paint Church for about eight years now. We have three wonderful kids. Amanda and I have been married for uh, 18 years now, and we're looking forward to uh, 18 more.
3: And more. And more. A whole bunch.
0: (laughs) And you, Amanda, where are you from? What is your history at Panama International Church?
3: So I'm from Denver, Colorado. Um, I've been in Panama for, gosh, 14 years now. Um, Alcides is of course Panamanian, and that's what brought us down here. Um, I we've been at the church for about eight years now, and um, when I when we first found Panama International, it was such a blessing for me because um, the English speaking uh, was like a familiarity for me to be. You know, anytime you live in another country away from home, and you're able to connect with some people from your own country or your own language, even uh, it's comforting, and it, it mm-hmm. felt like home in that aspect. But uh, on top of that, um, it it allowed us to delve into some ministries that we had not been a part of before. um, The Healing Touch, uh, for one, for example, we got involved in hospitality, prayer team, et cetera, and um, it's been a blessing.
0: Yes, it's a blessing to have a couple that is so involved in church. And one of the ideas of having this conversation about dating is precisely because there are many people over there having questions Mm -hmm. about dating. And I'm going to start with a very simple one. <laughs> I'll see this. Please tell me why it's so hard to find, you know, the love of your life. Or, mm-hmm. or, or, or is my idea because I, I think like nowadays it's getting harder. But that's the question. Why is it so hard?
2: Well, obviously, we when you look at society and the way that things are going, the pressures that are placed on people, on the young adults nowadays, um, you can see why it's hard because... You know, we're we're not taking a time to really ask God, what is His plan and what is it that God wants for us. We're kind of diving in into our feelings, into our emotions, and we're not stepping back and saying, "Okay, Lord, what is it that you want?" And are we willing to wait for what God is 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 answer? And then when you look back to, um, we could be looking in the wrong places. You know what I mean? Like we have to make sure that we're looking for that person, not that's going to fulfill me but a person that I can compliment, and I think that's that's when the discrepancies that we're seeing in dating, and that's why it's become a little bit, I think, difficult, because everybody is trying to look for somebody to fulfill them, rather than us looking for somebody that we can help accomplish what God wants, so.
0: Yes, and, and that idea of looking in the wrong places, I don't know, Alec, what you have in mind with that, like, you have something to add to that conversation about looking for <laughs> love in the wrong places.
1: Well, I think that God can place your husband, you know, wherever, right? But I do think that we we tend. O sea, it's a little bit more difficult to find a husband at 5 a.m. when you're drunk, right? Yes. O sea, mm-hmm. it's definitely not a good start. But I do think that adding to what this is saying, I think it's getting a little bit harder and harder. Because we live in a culture of disposable dating. Mm-hmm. So if you don't like the person or you get married and if you don't like something, you can divorce and that's it. Right. Mm-hmm. So I, I think it's getting getting more difficult because I think that culture is, is steering us toward a direction of no True commitment. And you can't have true commitment without really knowing God's direction, right? So I met my husband at a bar, right? Correct. But we were starting to get to know the Lord, so it was... It was. It's something that God can use further down in your life, right? But I do think that you do have to take care of your heart, of your mind, and be mindful of w- the places that you go Definitely. because it will, it will get you related with certain type of people Correct. that if that person or that people are not searching for God, well, then it's more likely that you stop looking for God and... And it's more likely that you get a marriage based on the statistics of the of the world, right? Yeah. And the statistics of the world are not really encouraging. That's
0: yes, right. and one of one of the things you you mentioned in common, <clears throat> or, or maybe I can interpret for for what you are saying, like the world have an expectation about relationships. Correct. That maybe it's not what you expect. Right. So Amanda, following that. Do you think, like, we should make, like, a list of what we expect from a partner, from a future (laughs) wife or husband?
3: I don't think that you necessarily need to make a list. But I do think it's important that you're grounded in what you do expect and who you are. Because that's going to set a foundation of um, and help you avoid a lot of um, wrong relationships. But it is important to know where you stand because I think, especially now— you can end up selling yourself short because sometimes you tend to settle just because you're looking for a void to to feel like you have a relationship or have somebody. And you end up compromising whether it's your values or your needs um, because you're not really grounded in what you want. And um, yeah, I would say that, you know, maybe a mentalist, but I also think that you know nobody's perfect. And so you have to know, you have to know what's really most important to you. Of course, um, biblically, you know, as a, I would say for sure, you want to make sure you're with somebody that's equally yoked with you, um, who has the same, you know, doctrine as you um, speaking. And and if you're not a Christian, somebody who you know is of same moral and value that you have. Um, so, hopefully you can, you know, start <laughs> onto the path of, of Christianity.
2: I mean, if I can, you know, just, you know, add to that, you know, what what makes it difficult, too, is that we're growing in a society where a lot of two-parent home is not being modeled. Mm-hmm. So when you don't have that, it's kind of tough to know what's the standard, how a man should treat a, a woman and what's the role of the woman, you know, towards a man. And, you know, now everybody is so, you know, not everybody, but for the most part, we we live in a society that's kind of selfish, and, you know, we, we don't need each other anymore. You know, when back in the days, grandma and grandpa needed each other, you know, he went to go, you know, get the bread and she stayed home and took care of things. And now we live in a society where husband and wife, you know, are working and, you know, you're not dependent on each other as much. And I think all of that kind of just, you know, hurts as far as, you know, uh, knowing uh, what to do as, as a man and as a woman as far oh, as relationship. And then you add
1: the music, Jose. If you listen to Bad Bunny, well, you can have <laughs> yes. a lot of girlfriends, right? Correct. Yeah. Yeah. Because yeah. Titi, your grandma, asked Correct. you, where's Correct. your girlfriend? Osa, is that your yeah. girlfriend? Another girlfriend? Yeah. So many girlfriends. Woo! Yeah. And it's like, uh-huh. aha. Yeah. <laughs> Titi, me pregunto. No, no, Titi, no. God. So, so, yeah. okay? <laughs> I, I don't mean to cancel bad bunny. I like bad bunny. Bad bunny, it's 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 nice the rhythm and todo. But the, the the lyrics is like uh-uh, no. You don't want to you don't want too many girlfriends. So, yeah. so you want to settle with a person that you can mm-hmm. create a godly life. Correct, right? Correct.
0: Yeah. yeah, and that leads Completely. to to another topic that we want to talk in this episode is precisely in something like music. There is sexual content in everything.
1: Exactly. You know,
0: in movies, even in a book, even in the news. So thinking about that, I'll see this, maybe you can share some light. There are many men over there that will say like, oh it's impossible to have a relationship, a a romantic relationship without sex. I can't wait for you know to get married to have sex. I need to have sex now. Mm -hmm. What will, will be your advice for somebody who thinks in that way?
2: Well, first and foremost, you know, you got to be careful what your eyes are looking at. You got to be careful what your ears are paying attention to. And I think those are gateways for, you know, all these thoughts, sexual thoughts to start coming in. You know, once you start putting boundaries and guarding yourself and saying, you know what, as a godly man, um, do I want to listen to something that's going to prompt me or provoke me or tempt me to go do something outside of the will of God. And I think that a lot of times when we see that, you know, as males, we're falling into these type of behaviors, it's not the behavior itself. It's something that's provoking these things. There are doors that we're opening. And, you know, my, my advice is once you identify what it is that's triggering a certain behavior, you need to put stops to it. You need to be accountable to somebody and say, hey, I'm struggling with this. I need you to help me. You know, I can recount when, you know, Amanda used to travel a lot when we first moved out here back and forth to the States, and I went like eight months without my wife here. And during that period of time, I I had to humble myself before the Lord and say, Lord, I need you to keep my mind, my heart guarded in order for me not to do something that I know is going to be sinful against God, not just Amanda. Because if my mindset is that I'm just going to be cheating on my wife and not really understand that I'm breaking my relationship with God, then it's going to be easy for me to do what my flesh wants. Mm-hmm. And I think a lot of times as men, we're putting ourselves in a position where we're not guarding ourselves.
0: Yeah, yes, and that idea of, of mm-hmm. you know, protecting yourself of, or guarding yourself leads me to another idea. For women, for, him, for example, how to say no. I think that that's, an, that's something that society is not talking about. We talk about fem, feminism and, and everything, but what about saying, you know, this is what I want and this is not what I want. A man that, what, as a leader of a ministry with young women, mm-hmm. how you will advise a young woman how to say no when a man is pressuring her to have sex or to have any kind of intimacy?
3: And that's a good question because it's, I mean, it's real. That's just, if we're being honest, that's going to come up. Temptations come. And a lot of times when you're in a relationship, you put yourselves in a situation where it's hard to say no. And on top of that, I think um, society has created, it, it's even harder for women because now you feel like you have to look a certain way and you have to be attractive. And if you're not going to give him any type of Um, sexual intimacy. Well, what if he finds it somewhere? Because there's so many women out there that are willing to. And so it's hard. But I think it goes back to, like I said earlier, not selling yourself short. Um, Also, just to back up a little, I mean, there are consequences to having premarital sex, as we know. You can, of course, get pregnant. You can get a sexually transmitted disease. It's the only sin that involves your body directly. And it is so important to, to keep that in mind and keep you know, the, your, your, your biblical convictions, but also just your—in you know, in my opinion, I would say this, just downright. If he cannot—if you say no and you know you don't want to say no, and he can't respect that, then that is not the man that God has for you. Because, first of all, if, it's, if you're in a Christian relationship, he should be God-fearing, and he should know not to go there out of the fear of the Lord, because we know that it's, it's not part of God's plan— But if you're not yet there, or maybe you're walking, you know, yes, you're Christian, but maybe you're not in full communion with the Lord, then you also have to take a step back and say, wait a minute, if he really, if I'm really worried that he would not be with me, or if I give into this pressure, it's going to alter our relationship, then is this really, is he really for me? Because at the end of the day, any man should not want to lose you over anything. And if, even if it's not going there sexually, he should know that, like, you're going to be worth the wait.
2: That's, that's deep because I, I remember hearing this once and, and, and it struck, you know, something in me like, boom. Um, this guy was saying, like, when, whenever a man wants something, right, let's say you want a, a BMW or a Lamborghini or whatever, and you don't have the money right away. You're willing to save and be patient to wait till you have the money mm-hmm. to buy that expensive car that you want. And if this girl is really somebody that you really love and respect and you take seriously, you'll do the same thing that you want to do with that car. You'll wait till you're ready to the proper time and make the proper move. And I think that's something that, you know, a lot of times we're not having these conversations and we're rushing into things because it feels good or the person looks attractive, but we're not looking at, the consequences of our actions, like, you know, my beautiful wife just mentioned. Mm-hmm. And I think that that's something that that we need to be um, talking to these to, to the young adults about.
3: Let's see how he's trying to get some points in during the podcast.
2: <laughs> you <laughs> guys got to be aware
1: yes i agree so I, I agree <laughs> okay, i agree so totally agree my husband would agree too i yeah. know <laughs> <laughs> i think it's really it's really um useful what you guys are saying because i do think that we live in a culture where you know sex is so it, it's basically I, I when you idolize something mm-hmm, how do you say mm-hmm. that in english it's idolatry. like idolatry idolatry it's mm-hmm. like a type of idolatry like uh, there's people that it's like no i won 't get married if i don't have sex first and it's mm-hmm. like completely inverted to what the um, godly order um supposed to be for your life and for your marriage right and I think it it really sets up in cer- in certain uh, occasions or in certain times that it really sets you up for an not a disaster, but, like, for a little bit more complicated when you get married since, you know, right. you have, like, different priorities because I do think that there is serious consequences when you do fornicate. Correct. Before, that because it does stay a standard for your marriage of, I don't know, less communication and a little right. bit, a lot more, like, sexual. And I think it just reorganizes what really needs to be ordered in God's timing and in God's way, right? So Amen. I did I did heard a phrase once of a preacher that he said, like if you're dating a man and the man can't keep he can't keep his pants up, he won't be able to keep them up when you're married to him with another woman. Mm-hmm. So yeah, it's it's like you gotta pay a price for mm-hmm to have a godly marriage, because not everyone's willing to be faithful, not everyone's willing to be fully committed to one woman the rest of their life. I think it's basically going against culture, right? Because Mm -hmm. you don't get to see. And then again, I come to Bad Bunny, I a lot of girlfriends. It's normal, you know, because I don't want to be eating just one taco my whole life. I want to be eating like nine different tacos, because why? YOLO, we only live one. And it's completely like, it's a whole different mindset than what God establishes for a, for a blessed family and a yeah. blessed marriage, right? Amen.
0: Yes, Amen. and it's, it's a mindset that many people yeah. will identify with millennials and Gen Z, mm-hmm. but we're going to make a pause, and when we come back, we're going to talk about that generation and what they can do to have better dating. We are talking about dating for millennials and Gen Z, and I think it's important to have an idea of what those groups represent. And some statistics, some basic statistic. Millennials are people who are or were born between nineteen eighty one and nineteen ninety six, so they are between twenty seven and forty two years old. And Gen C or Generation C, they they were born between nineteen ninety seven and two thousand and one, so they have between twenty six and even twelve years old. Yeah. And mm-hmm. One of, the, one of the statistics that also was interesting for me is the idea that 44% of millennials are married, just 44%, not even 50%. Wow. And f- the, those, those numbers grow a little bit for Generation X, the previous one. 53% of them are married, and for boomers, who are the, the ones who were born after World War II, of them are married.
2: Mm.
0: So maybe, and and just to finish with statistics, because I know numbers are are boring, (laughs) Mm. 75% of Gen Z are single.
2: 75%.
0: 75%. So it looks like these younger generations don't want to get married. Mm. And I think one of the things that we should have in this conversation is the idea that, oh, I want to date. I want to go out with somebody, but I don't want the commitment. Mm. I want the benefits of a romantic relationship, but without the effort. Mm. I don't know if that idea is right. What do
2: you think about that? I'll see this. Well, I think whenever you're trying to avoid commitment, responsibility, It all comes with, you know, having a partner. So when you got a society that don't want to commit, don't want to be responsible, you know, that's why we're seeing a lot of broken homes. Um, I think that, you know, if you want to be single because you decided that you want to be single because it's something that, you know, you want to, as a Christian, serve the Lord with all your heart and you don't want anybody hindering that, that's fine. You know, go for it. But If you're a Christian or a non-Christian and you're burning with passion, do you think being single is the right thing to do? Because you're going to end up doing something that you probably shouldn't do because you're not going to be able to control the fact that you're there alone. So the Bible said it's not good for man to be alone. And uh, keep in mind that when the Bible tells you that, Adam wasn't alone. God was with him in the garden. But God understood that this man needed somebody a flesh of his flesh and bone of his bone in order for him to fulfill the duties that God had for him. So I think that when we see that, you know, being single is being pushed the way it is, is because a lot of people, first of all, there's no commitment to God, first and foremost. Mm -hmm. And if I don't have a commitment to God, I cannot commit to anybody else. And I think that's the number one thing that's happening with society, and we're looking at it right now. So that's, that's, that's my advice in regards to that.
0: Yeah, that's an amazing advice. And I think maybe that turns back a little bit to the question to what is dating? Because (laughs) if Mm. dating is not ending in marriage, Mm. what is dating? Mm. What do you think about that, Amanda?
3: Well, I think like the the basis of dating is to get to know somebody um, to determine if they are the one that God has for you and the person that you are to, you know, make that commitment to the ultimate commitment. Um, Mm. It's a time to really get to know and see their character, yeah. um, see if they match you. Uh, again, it goes back to being equally yoked at that person because when you do get married, um, you become one with somebody. Mm-hmm. I mean, you, you really are. That's the plan, to become one. And your decisions are not your decisions, as we know. You, you have a sacrificial love for them. And part of dating is to know that you are willing to sacrifice mm-hmm. that love for that person um, on many levels— Um, are they somebody that you trust? Do they have good character? Are they sound? And, uh, you know, especially for us, if you're Christian and their biblical doctrine, is it aligned with you? Because, you know, there's so many different avenues that you need to look at when you're looking at, you know, who you are going to be with and dating is that time for that. And I also think, though, it's not a time to just, um, you know, test them out, in all areas, right? We know that it is just like it's, because it's looked at that now. Oh, well, if it doesn't work, if we don't have the chemistry, I'll just move on. And and unfortunately, that's another thing that's pushed. It goes back to what we're saying with Badman. Oh, I can have eight girlfriends and we'll see who I vibe with the
2: most. Mm-hmm. No, that's not
3: what it's about. It's really to, you know, a time to get to know that person and ensure that.
2: Yeah, dating. I mean, this is it. Dating is not, you know, let me. Touching Take advantage the <laughs> of the benefits of marriage while I'm just trying to do my thing. No. Mm-hmm. Dating is like, okay, I'm going to go into this relationship knowing that this is for something more than just now. And I think a lot of us are going into dating. We're like, well, if it doesn't work, it's fine. No. You need to go into dating knowing like, this is the person that I want to really get to know. Mm-hmm. Not physically, but emotionally spiritually and in different areas before i even step into that realm of physical
1: exactly i think it i think it's very um i think you're making very good and valid points because i do think that young people get to a certain age where i think that they realize that a good marriage is not basically good sex Mm. it's Mm. so much more than that it's like your deep your core belief systems so whether you're a Christian or a Buddhist or whatever, if if you are on the same page, um, finances, children, yes. values, future, um, it's so much more than just, ooh, are they good at sex or are they not? Osa? does he mm-hmm. kiss right? Does he not does he dance right? Does correct. he not correct mm-hmm. it's like it goes so much more correct. deep than what the culture right now is telling us. Correct. Right? Yeah.
0: Yes, and I, I think one of, uh, of the things that make dating so hard right now is that maybe, and maybe I'm talking about for myself because incorrect. I am a millennial, incorrect. quote unquote, we have unrealistic <laughs> expectations. Yes, that's mm. what I was and saying. And we are so influenced by movies yes. and things yes. like that. Waiting for, I don't know, the perfect Disney princess yes. <laughs> yes. for a man. Or, <laughs> yes. or, or maybe the, the perfect... Charming. Yeah, yes. Prince Charming. Yeah, Prince Charming for a woman. Yeah. And, and, and not also the charming part, but also, you know, if he's rich. Correct. If he, mm-hmm. I don't know. Yeah. It, mm-hmm. it, it, so, many, so many things See, that we... See, the complete
1: we, package. Yeah, so We want yeah. someone with a complete package because... You, I think that that's the de- that's the lie that yeah. the yes. world or oh, yeah. not the world, but I think that in general, know, in general yeah. we we like to believe that yeah. there's a perfect half yeah. for us, that yeah. there is someone that's gonna complement yeah. our life so perfectly that will make our life so wonderfully. Mm-hmm. And I once heard a preacher say that when you get married. Um, welcome to your funeral <laughs> because <laughs> you have
2: to that, die you're, yourself. that
1: you're you're starting to die to yourself begins yeah. so that you can give life to yeah. a godly marriage, yeah. yes, but I think we are in a culture 100%. where it's like no, I don't want to sacrifice
2: and I think I think yeah, a right? lot of people are looking at like all the tangible stuff does she look good does she have the body that I like this women are looking at oh is no, like you got to look for me. The most important things are the non tangible. You know, when I met Amanda, like obviously Amanda's a beautiful. You know, mm-hmm. I was attracted to her, you're but like what a, attracted me more to Amanda was My the boy. fact that, <laughs> you know, no, honestly, like her gentleness. Claro. You know, it just just things like that that I, as a man you're looking for that, like, because you can have a girl that looks good, but then when she opens her mouth or certain mm-hmm. attitudes, you're like, nah, That's I'm not, true. I'm not trying to be with that. But we need to start looking at those things—the non-tangible things, you know, the qualities in the person, their character, their, you know—and I think it's becoming a lot harder. Going back to your previous question, for people to date because we're looking for things that are not really realistic,
0: mm-hmm. and maybe because we are so used to have everything so fast, correct. Mm-hmm. To see those things, if somebody has good values or mm-hmm. good characters, you need time. Yes. Mm-hmm. That's not point. something you get, like, in, 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 in one days. day. Yeah. Mm-hmm. No, yeah. you need time to no know doubt. the person. Yeah. But we, we don't want that. Correct. We want to get everything, like, right, right now. Mm-hmm. Super size. So, but I think we have been maybe a little bit hard with millennials on, on Gen Z in this episode. Mm-hmm. So I would like <laughs> to finish with a word of hope because there are many people over there thinking I'm going to be alone the rest of my life because it's so hard to find somebody else so Amanda can you give you you're a mother right mm-hmm. and i think one of your kids is already a teenager two of them
3: yeah. two yeah. of them yeah two so
0: teenagers ma- maybe that dating is so so as a mother what would you say to the generation of your kids about dating What is the hope they have for a good future coming soon?
3: Well, I would say, um, you know, as far as, like, feeling alone or the the hope for for finding the the right person, I think it, it all goes back to, you know, for us because we're raising them in a Christian home. You know, we definitely push that, listen, if you... You're going to feel alone at times. That's just natural. Even in, in a relationship, you can have times where you might, you might feel alone. And not because he's not fulfilling a need of mine, but I, I think that you're just going to have times, you know, mm-hmm. where you might just go through that. Of course. But really, if you know that you are seeking the Lord's purpose, the Lord's will, um, and, and, and focusing on that he will in his perfect plan and it might not be exactly how you think or in the timing because we tend to put god on on a timeline and society does it too if i'm not this age by or not married by this age or have this many kids especially women right our biological (sighs) clock we do that to each other or to to ourselves um but i think when you really learn to get to a place where you're confident and comfortable with who you are with where you're going according to god's will it will all—if you know you're working towards where He wants you, because many are the plans of a man's heart, but the Lord's purpose prevails. Amen. That will all come into sync. It will. And and when you're truly confident with where you are, um, first with yourself and who the Lord has designed you to be and and confident and and really putting your confidence in Him, He's going to fill that void. He will. You're not going to need another person or feel like you have to have a relationship to fill that void. So, you know, we—, we not only that, but with, with our kids, we try to be very transparent with them. You know, yes.
0: um, The same question for side. you, I'll see this, to close this episode. What will be your message of hope for the new generations about, you know, if there exists that possibility, that real possibility to find the love of, of your life?
2: Well, I'm excited about this, this generation, you know, as, as min, you know, ministry leaders with inflection, you know, we get to, to have some pretty deep conversations with a lot of them. We get to see, you know, what life is really, you know, about with them. And I think is it's, it's exciting because I see a generation that's hungry for the Lord. Mm-hmm. You know, um, each generation has its flaws. You know, If we look back at, you know you know, our generation. We can point out a lot of things that went wrong. But I think with this generation, I see a lot of hunger for the Lord. I just think that you know, a lot of what it is, is guidance. I think this generation just needs proper guidance. They need some of us as, you know, elders and, and, and people that have been through certain situations and certain things in life to really take it upon ourselves to to extend a hand and help them. And I believe a lot of them are eager to to find out what it is that God has for them. You know, like like Amanda alluded, I, I think that you know um once they find out what what's their purpose and the reason why God has called them i think a lot of them are going to you know they're going to they're going to take this world really by the horn and, and and get things done i mean when you look at you know the biblical story with moses moses was taken away for a period of time from the israelites but it wasn't because god didn't have a plan for him it was because god was preparing moses but at the same time preparing the people of God for when Moses got there. Mm -hmm. And a lot of times when you're alone or you're feeling alone and you're saying, God, when is it going to be my time? Keep in mind that the person that God has for you is also being prepared. Mm -hmm. And if they're not ready, you're going to have to wait a little longer. Mm -hmm. So you're not really alone.
0: And it has been a real privilege to have Amanda Alcides with us in this episode. And also, again, to introduce Ali as a co-host, and she's going to be more and more part of this uh, podcast. So we're going to see more from her. And also, in this podcast, we not only believe in the power of the Word of God, but also we believe in the power of praying. Mm -hmm. So I would like to ask Alcides to have a short prayer to close this episode, please. Yes, of course.
2: Heavenly Father, we thank you, Lord, for your blessings, for your love and your goodness. We thank you, Lord, for this opportunity that you gave us to, to share your our life experiences, Lord, but more than anything to share you, Lord, and give you honor and glory, Father. We pray that you continue to bless this ministry, continue to bless those who are working behind the scenes, Lord, and let your name be glorified you know, in our lives, Father God. We pray for those who are watching. Uh, we pray that their hearts and their lives will be transformed by the power of your love and your spirit, Lord. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen.
0: Amen. And also, I would like to invite you to follow us on our social media on Instagram. We are in YouTube and Twitter and different social media, not because of the numbers, but because we want to make a connection with you. Amen. We have we want to have a relationship with all the people who want to know a little bit more about Jesus. Amen. So please follow us. Also, if you want to make a comment on our episode on YouTube, please. Feel free to do it. And also this episode will be on Spotify. So if you want to listen to us when you are driving your car, it's it's a very good idea. And remember that the Word of God is useful. So go and use the Bible. Thank you.